What is up, everybody? Thank you for listening to the Babacoa Core podcast. I am your host, Patrick C. Huerta. We are just chewing the fat, chopping it up. These episodes are uncensored. Uh, they're unedited. Like, share, and subscribe to the podcast on whichever platform you use to listen to podcasts. You can follow the Instagram page at Babacoa Core Podcast. That is where I post and repost whatever the guests and friends of the podcast have going on. Just a few shout outs that I want to do uh, for the uh, friends of the podcast. Uh, I want to give a shout out to uh, CBDB. Follow them on Instagram at MyCBDB or uh, www.mycbdb.com. They're the Texas, Texas Hemp Botanical Alternative Boutique and Pop-Up Shop for all your CBD needs uh, in San Antonio, Houston, uh, and Austin. also want to give a shout-out to Uglyhead. Thank you for letting us use the music on the intro and outro of these episodes. Uh, Uglyhead has a new EP out. It's called the uh, Disembodied EP, and it is uh, available for digital pre-order for $5.00. Uh, you can check that out at uh, www.uglyhead.bandcamp.com backslash album backslash disembodied. Check it out. Uh, help out Uglyhead since they let us use the music for this podcast. Uh, also want to give another shout out to uh, 10-4 Menudo y Mas. Uh, they will be set up at the uh, Pecan Grove Drive-In. Uh, this Saturday, February 23rd, between 5 p.m. and 9 p.m., uh, they'll have Menudo, uh, smoked pork witches, and uh, cold and cheap beers while supplies last. Uh, look them up on Facebook, uh, 10-4 Menudo y Mas, um, and so you can find out what's going on with them, where they'll be set up. Uh, very delicious stuff. Um, so, yeah, that's it for the shout-outs. Uh, my CBDB, shout-out to Uglyhead, and shout-out to 10-4 Menudo y Mas. On this episode, I have a very special guest. I was super stoked. Um, he reached out to me, and he wanted to come on, asked about the podcast, asked when I was going to bring him on. So I said, let's, let's fucking do this, man. Uh, he's an event host. Um, he, could, he does a bunch of different events um, around San Antonio. Uh, you can catch him every Thursday. Uh, he is one of the, the hosts uh, for the open mics at Jokesters 22. He also does a lot of events at Jokesters 22, so you could always catch him there, uh, you know, different events. Uh, he is the co-host uh, on the Dana Cortez Show on San Antonio's Energy 94.1. Please give it up for Anthony A. What's up, everybody? Thanks for checking out a new episode of the Baba Cool Core Podcast. Uh, today, I got a special guest. I'm super stoked about this one. Uh, he's an event host. He's a host at the Open Mics at Joshua 22. Uh, that's on Thursday night. And he's the co-host of the Dana Cortez Show yeah. on San Antonio's Energy 94.1. Uh, give it up for Anthony A. What's up? First of all, first off, Pat, can I salute you? 
Yeah, go for it, man. The whole setup, dog. You, you, you're killing it right now. You're I great. I look legit, man. You fake it till you make it, Hey, man. 100%, bro. The, uh, it's the, it's the uh, little wind joints on the microphone. That's yeah. like, oh, this guy's looking out for everything. Yeah. Next, some fucking, I want to see some, I don't know how to pronounce it. It's a Babacora Core podcast. Babacora Core Pop. And that's not, that's not a knock on a name. That's a knock on me not knowing Spanish. Okay? You know. No, man. I don't know Spanish either, man. I'm, but, I'm white as fuck. Yeah, no, you know more than me, though, dog. Yeah. So, salute to the name, salute to everything. But I think next, we need some motherfucking mic flags. Mic flags? Yeah. Like you got to get some little mic flags. You put them right around this thing. Oh, yeah. Boom. And you got your little logo on there. Because that's what I'm thinking. Like, like I said, we were, gonna, we we're just audio right now. Yeah. Right? But I do want to get some cameras in here. But I'm a one-man show, man. I'm my own producer, I'm my own intern and shit. Uh, Latino, bro, you got to do it, dog. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to figure it out, uh, try to set this up with the camera and all that stuff, put that live feed on YouTube. Uh, as I mentioned, this will be the first episode that does go on YouTube. Bam. Uh, so, uh, if you're listening on YouTube, thanks. You're already here. You know what's up. Um, or if you're, if you're listening to it on YouTube, uh, go to SoundCloud or go to iTunes, uh, download it. You know there. who's on YouTube is the kids. Yeah. Kids are heavy on YouTube, bro. So shout out to your nieces and nephews. You're listening to this right after they get out of school. Right. Yeah, right. You remember, what did you do right after you got out of school? Like 3 to 4 p.m. Do you remember? That's I, was, I was in sports. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so you didn't get into shenanigans. Nah, man. I feel Not like. Not to like high school and shit. That's yeah. what I mean, though. Yeah. But you remember right when you got out of school? Yeah. Right before your parents get off, mm-hmm. you know, 5, 6 p.m., you got like a little window of just you're you're monitoring yourself. Yeah. And I think that's why kids are diving into like the YouTube warp hole yeah. now. So well, you I, I have young nieces and nephews, right? Like they're about to be like seven. And I was tripped out about this thing. Like they, they call it red button. Oh. Okay. So this whole time I thought red button was a separate entity from YouTube. So I was like, oh, well, like I have YouTube and like all that stuff. And they're like, oh, you, no, but red button, red button. So this whole time, this whole four or five years, whatever they've been doing it, I thought Red Button was spe- specifically for kids, but Red Button is YouTube. Oh, yeah. okay. Just because, like, on the phone, it's just the Red Button. One, okay. So that's hey. why they call it that. All right, there we go. Sometimes my friends with kids are use- are helpful. I yeah. appreciate that. I, ain't, I don't hang out with kids like that anymore, like, around them. Yeah. Like, I don't have converse with kids like that anymore, so that's what's up, though. All right, cool. No. I appreciate it, though. Cool, man. Uh, well, yeah, man, we're just getting into and this shit. can I Couple. say something on the uh, intro? I appreciate you for shouting out my event coordinator skills. No one ever puts that in there. I appreciate that. No, nah, man, that's what you do, <laughs> man. You, you, you got so much shit going on. Uh, like you just had that show that uh, that what a comedy. Oh yeah, we had the uh, is the first show. Um, if you go my biggest platform like for stuff is like Instagram, so go to my Instagram Anthony A four hundred. And yeah, we just you'll see like the recap and the recap video and the photos of everything. We just did a the I'm gonna throw some comedy jams out the year. So that was the first one. So we did a because it's very Texas. We did yeah. a what a Anthony A's what a comedy jam. Yeah, no, it's original. That's no, fine. Anyway. Uh, but yeah, that's what we did that and that was lit as fuck. Yeah. Because, uh, dude, yeah, it was like, you want to know the behind the scenes thing of it? What's up? Bro, I didn't know if it was going to come together for like the last, like the last three days. Don't you get nervous <laughs> about that shit? Yeah. You plan it out and you got, you got a lot of followers and stuff and everybody gets all stoked. And then you're like, what the fuck? What if nobody shows up? I hated that shit, man. Bro, it happened to us in uh, d- uh, November. November happened to us. November 2018, we threw a comedy show. And it was me, it was Javi Luna, it was Midnight Castillo, uh-huh. who they regularly toured Chingo, yeah, Midnight yeah. Castillo up from uh, Dallas, and then Javi down from Corpus, yeah. and they just are some of the funniest guys I know, period. Yeah. And um, 
Man, it was the same night as Astro World in Houston oh, with Travis Scott's shit. whole thing. Yeah. And we didn't know, and I was already committed to the date. So even my friends who I tried to invite into the show, who you you know usually come out, they were like, You're not going to Astro World? Yeah. And I was committed to like we committed and we did like maybe fifteen people. And um yeah, that was that. We ate we ate a dick. Show must I, go on though, man. No, show must go on. But man. you never know. That's like the it's exciting, like building shows, putting them together and shit. And then the day of it, you're like, fuck, is, is anybody going to show up? It's, um, yeah, no. And it, 100%, that's the thrill of it. For me, like comedy and like all this event organization stuff kind of reminds me of boxing. Yeah. You know, it's like, and the thing is, if you keep doing it long enough, you're going to get hit no matter how great you are. Yeah. Like we've seen Floyd get tagged. Yeah. So like that's the thing about being on stage and then throwing events is like, I eventually I'm going to get stung. And yeah. to the November show, we got stung. But like it set up everything for the February show, so yeah, it was cool. And then yeah, man, it was crazy. Then like at at the comedy jam, you're talking about like Chingo Bling popped in, and that was lit. And Rick Gutierrez really showed. I didn't know Rick was gonna come. He was a, a, a different special guest. That too. that was like you know Rick's in the building. Rick Gutierrez. For those who don't know, follow him. I think Funny Rick on Instagram. Yeah, my man's he uh you know he he's like in in my opinion like a Texas legend comic. Yeah, man. And um, I smoked his intro so bad. Oh my god, I <laughs> fucked up his intro so bad, and I feel horrible for it. Yeah, but um. You know, he was he just happened to be with Chingo hanging out and so when he's in the building, you gotta ask him to do some time. Yeah, that's cool, man. I saw that he was on the show and like he a while back, a few years ago, um, he was he did a, a special that was uh produced by um, uh Gabriel Iglesias. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that was pretty funny. He's a funny dude. Dude, he's hilarious, man, and like you've talked to somebody who's like a, a pure like craftsman. Yeah. Uh, of the art and when it comes to stand stand up, it's Rick Gutet is like he um Stage everything. There's not a room he can't. You know, he can make five people laugh. He can make, uh, you know, obviously ten thousand people at the AT and T Center laugh. Yeah. So he's like a comics comic, man. Like, he's amazing. Yeah. So That's he's one hundred percent too. And I, I don't know how much he's like. He's been with Gabe since the since we've kind of at least since I've known of Gabriel Iglesias. Yeah. Rick Gutierrez has been on that tour. Mm-hmm. So you know he's part of some legendary stuff within the culture. Yeah. And that's awesome, man. When you see like big comments, I mean, like in my eyes, I mean, he's played arenas, he's done all that stuff, so he's Facts. he's huge. And then to see him in an intimate setting like that and still give like a fucking badass show, yeah, it's very special, this, man. <laughs> For the people listening right now, this is the very uh, Texas comic uh, portion of the show, <laughs> which yeah. I rock with too because it's fun. So I could talk about this stuff all day. And yeah, nah, man. Like it. One thing I learned from that night is you know you have Bryson Brown. I forgot to shout. Like this is, I'll shout out the comics who were on that show. It was uh, King Quasi open, then it was Jerry Debo Smith who was very funny, and then it was uh, yeah, and then Bryson Brown was headlining. Yeah. and Chingo and Rick jumped in the middle, but Bri- like just being on the stage with them dudes is gonna make you elevate. Yeah, and what I learned from that whole thing was just kind of like, in order to stay in comedy, it's a marathon. You gotta be willing to do every show. You gotta put yourself in situations that you're not used to. Yeah, and that's what the whole thing was really about. And um, yeah, that's what you know. Rick wasn't like he was like I need to do this room too. Yeah. So yeah, it was cool, man. And I, I was able to take that away too. And yeah, see him. He was like, I was like, how is he? I've only seen him do arenas. Mm-hmm. And you understand? And like what I've been told when it comes to doing arenas, obviously, is your body got to be a little bit more open. Yeah. 
because you're performing to you know up. You got to make it read to the people way in the yeah, back. Exactly. And all that shit. So yeah. to be able to adapt it is a different skill set than yeah. doing like a box theater, which is like jokesters, compared to like even like a room like LOL mm-hmm. is different. The way you got to do stuff and yeah, man. So it, it was it was a, it was a, probably the most it was a a top three moment in my like comedic career so far, mm-hmm. and it was definitely a moment that like looking back, I think it was special for everybody involved. Yeah, and uh, I I personally believe that Chingo Bling is like the next wave of what we need in comedy. Yeah, as far as like an educated Latino who gets the younger generation and gets the older generation at the same time, he could yeah. really unite. So, uh, yeah, I think what he's on the cusp of doing is really cool too. So, the definitely the people who were there. If you didn't go, you a hoe, and <laughs> <laughs> and the people who were there. Had a magical night, so yeah. yeah. yeah well, it sold out, right? Y'all sold that place out. Yeah, bro, we sold out. We sold out. Um, yeah, we sold out. We sold out. <laughs> like, that was great, man. There was like, I think there was like some people moving around and stuff. And to the photographer who tried sneaking in, I'm sorry, dog. I just had so much going on that time. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, we it, it was sold out. But uh, like I said, two months before, equally as funny of a show, we got like 15 people. Yeah. So you just kind of got to stay with it. But um, yeah, man, it, it was it was fun, bro. It was a fun ass night and. Uh, I I wasn't like the thing for me. Truthfully, I didn't feel like I was ready, really able to get into like a performer. <clears throat> I wasn't able to really be, like get into anything as like a performer, because I was kind of worried about the event side of stuff. But yeah. uh, it's lit. Uh, it's lit. Yeah, it's hard to be like the event planner, the it host. Is. It is. And then be a part of the show and then watch. Like, the thing you have to deal with, with at the door, you know, like you, you, you're in the show. I mean, you're running the show the whole night, you know. It's not on autopilot and shit. So. Yeah, nah, it's, um, we were, I was talking about Chingo. It's actually, it's a different muscle that you flex. Yeah. So, like, you don't get to get into your, like, traditional, hold on, man, I feel a bad cop in a hold on. No, that's all right, man. Uh, we just jumped right into it and shit. I had, like, a list of things that I want to go to, and that was, like, number three, but it's cool, man. Oh, that's all good. <laughs> we get into whatever, bro. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's definitely a different muscle, yeah. right? So, like, the, the performer side of me, I had my set list that I felt like I was never able really to get to. Uh-huh. But it is what it is. Like, you, like if you ain't... I, I'm learning in, in comedy that if you ain't going to throw your own shows and make people become a fan of you, then who's like, ain't nobody going to do it. Yeah. Nobody's going to do it for you. Even if... Like, it's hard. Like, it's hard to gain fans. So, like... Because there's so much content out there, man. Like, like nobody knows, like... People, it's really hard to stick out. I'll tell you that. It, yeah, that's one thing. And then another thing is like the the social media, you know, clout, if you may, your you know likes, followers, all that engagement popping out, going viral and stuff like that. Like, not it's not translating into dollars like it used to. You know, yeah. there's there's comics out there who who don't have two thousand followers, but you put them on a stage, they're gonna entertain five hundred people. Yeah, and they get a following like. Somebody who I'm always fascinated with is like Mencia. Mm-hmm. Carlos Mencia doesn't really have, compared to like a lot of other comics who are as talented as him and been around for as much as long as he has, and sell out as much seats as he does. Yeah, Mencia sells, especially in like San Antonio, Southwest, like Phoenix, El Paso. Mm-hmm. He's selling out comedy mm-hmm. club, right? But he doesn't. I don't even know if he has like fifty thousand followers. I don't know, man. I mean, he had that TV show a couple years. That's back what I mean. So it's interesting though, because like it's like it's it's what do you want though? It's not necessarily about really standing out. For me, it's about who can put people to come sit down and yeah. just seat. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, can you get a person to buy a ticket 
and comes to down. Yeah, there's a code to it. I mean, like people could could break the code into like just using like the the Facebook and the the, the Instagram or the Twitter to just use that as your platform to build an audience and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there's 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 kids on YouTube making millions of dollars on just like one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Um, you're definitely right about that. There are kids on there making, and there's a lot of people making them, but yeah. As a comic, if yeah. you're gonna be try to be a professional comedian in any sense of the way, mm-hmm. you gotta get on that stage. Yeah, like even to like help sell your jokes. Yeah, I, I think writers and stuff like that. Like if you go to like writers should be on every. If you want to be in comedy, you gotta at least attempt to be on that stage. Mm-hmm. And so that that definitely comes quick to those viral comics if you may or the social media comics if you may and some of them are doing it right yeah you you just need you got to get stage reps there's nothing that's going to replace the stage because that's really live yeah it's live like right here like right you know saying we're right here yeah you know your retweets are those laughs in the crowd Mm -hmm. and um so you know i i feel like yeah like that could the social media stuff there's definitely money Mm -hmm. unless you're just going to be a youtube person that's a whole different ball game i'm not Mm -hmm. trying to take anything away from them people but um yeah, man. If that's if that's what you want, then yeah, you could do that. But I, I just feel like if you're trying to be a professional comedian, if you want to call yourself a comedian, getting on that stage is just gonna help you with everything because to you know everything it mm-hmm. translates to everything. So yeah. So let's get it. Let's get into like your your beginnings, man. I mean, because you're uh, you're on the radio. Was that your first thing? Was it event planning, and then that got you to radio, and then comedy? Like, what? How did it all start for you, man? Man. Um, Hold on, real fast. Hold on, hold on, bro. Hold on. I'm gonna do a little light stunt real fast. Let me, I'm gonna text this girl living here. I'm be like, hey. Do we need to go ahead and pause this? We can pause. We can pause it. Real. I don't want you to run out of tape real fast. But hold up, we're gonna go. We're gonna go to a nice it's digital. We're not gonna run out of digital. Okay. Man. All right. Just making sure then. All right. We're gonna go. I don't know what you're recording. <laughs> um, hey, we're gonna go to a light scum break real fast in this conversation, and I'm gonna get back to my beginnings. All right. We'll take a pause real quick. Y'all wouldn't even notice. <laughs> and we're back. All right. We're back. All right. Where were we at, man? Oh, so hometown, you're born in uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico. Born and raised? Yep. Burke, Burke, Burke. I'm a, I'm a South Valley kid, bro. Yeah. You're even sporting your New Mexico versus everybody? Yeah. And like, yeah, I am. It's old. Me and my homie used to uh, run these line of hoodies. Oh, yeah. Uh, and um, Oh, y'all be, you're behind that? I mean, nah. Be, I'm behind these ones. How about oh, that? Yeah, yeah, Boom. yeah. I'm behind these ones and the 47th with us. That's oh, what we're okay. behind. And that was kind of our wave. Uh, my homie ran like a whole clothing line out okay. there in New Mexico. And I kind of helped with like the rollouts and stuff like that. So shout out to Future Clothing Co. But um, yeah, no, nah, we uh born and raised in New Mexico, man. And like for us, these shirts, when we came out, New Mexico is not like Texas, bro. Like, <clears throat> you know, the fun thing about Texans, bro, is Texans going to tell you we from this is Texas. Yeah. I'm from Texas, no matter where they at. Yeah. And it's because, like, a lot of legendary stuff has come out of Texas, dude. Just yeah. so much. Texas could be its own world. Mm-hmm. And so for and us. sometimes people think it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? And for us, like, New Mexico, it was like New Mexico versus everybody was kind of like a mindset for us because it was just like we, for those who wanted to do more outside of the state, it was like, yo, we got to come up and we got to, like, we're just as good as people from wherever. So that's what that was behind it. But yeah, man, um, uh, I, I say that to, like, I don't want people to be like, what? You, you think fuck everyone else? I'm like, nah, dog. I love everyone. No, nah, I get it, man. No, nah, some people some people come at me like that. But uh, yeah, man, born and raised Albuquerque, New Mexico, row, uh, South Valley part to be exact. And I love where I'm from, but it's a violent place. <laughs> yeah. 
I've yeah. been in Albuquerque a couple of times. One oh, of my best friends. What were you there for? Uh, a, a best friend of mine that I met um, in Seattle. He's from there. His his family's in Roswell, and then he went to school in Albuquerque, and then he moved to to Seattle from there. Oh, okay. so you go to we, college in Albuquerque? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. Okay. I don't know the school name and stuff. So we've been through there a couple of times, and we've seen some shows. Played some shows there in Albuquerque, and and uh, it's a cool place, man. Uh, like what shows? Like what? Like clubs? Like comedy? Like what? Uh, I was in a band before. Oh, I was what? Doing, doing the rock and roll thing? Yeah. Hold up, dog. What this comedy you, is new for me. Were man. you shredding the bass, dog? Or what are you doing? Drums. 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 Why you say bass? Because I'm fat. Nah, <laughs> nah. Why is, that, why is that the first not, thing you said? It's not specifically because you're fat. It's because you got fat fingers. Same thing, man. <laughs> nah, dog. It's not. You're not that fat, dog. You just got. You know what I'm saying? But uh, it's all right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's it, what's up. Oh, what, you play bass, fat? Nah, nah, <laughs> nah, nah, uh, nah, nah. I uh, you gotta have like you got. I don't say this. I don't mean to be. I know we're in a little room together, but uh, you guys, you look like you got strong fingers. You know what oh, I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. Da, 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 da. yeah, yeah. But uh, nah, I um, I actually shredded a little bass one time. Oh yeah, and it's for like a little six month period of my life. But uh, yeah, that's what's up, dog. Also, but like also like yeah, I I would say drummers are usually fatter in defense yeah. of drummers. Yeah, but that's what I was a hard hitter, man. Heavy hitter. Oh, that's shit. what's up. So where'd you guys? Did you guys play? Like, do you remember where you played? Uh, a couple of times we played. We played an art room, like an art gallery and shit. It was really open and shit. I don't remember the name of it. Hmm. I think we played a house show. Another house show too. Um, but yeah, I don't remember, man. Okay, but it was it was a cool place. Uh, people from there that I met from there were really cool. Yo, man, I, uh, New Mexicans, yeah, dog. They we we're like, um, hmm, how do I say this? We're like a hard candy with like a jelly filling in the middle, or like some, you know, I get that, like man. it's it's a hardcore on the outside. But once you get to know us, we're, you know, we're nice people. Yeah. And uh, another guy that I know from there, he he was in Minus the Bear. I don't know if you heard them. They're a band out of Seattle, but he's from um, Albuquerque, I believe. And he helped me out on one of my albums that I put out. Um, so I got I got connections in Albuquerque. That's what's up, bro. Yeah, now I, you didn't, got- I didn't meet him till they left. I mean, same thing with you. <laughs> you know, y'all got to get out, and then we could be friends. And shit. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. No, man. Anytime you go to Albuquerque, you taken care of. Uh, so you started you started radio there. You started in college. Yeah, nah, nah. I kind of fell into radio. I've been um, at the time when I was before I got into radio. I've been doing radio now for like going on four years. Oh yeah, yeah. I ain't really been doing radio for too long. Oh shit. Yeah. Um, before that, I was doing stand up, and then I was also um, doing a, like a lot of like digital. Contra- uh, contributing to like different blogs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, if I consider myself what era of hip hop I come from, I come from like definitely like the back end of like the blog era of hip hop where like a lot of blog websites and stuff like that. Like I yeah. was writing for the Source magazine. I was contributing while I was going to college. Oh, That's okay. kind of what I wanted to do. So I was going to school, working at this pizza spot, trying to like, I was like, man, like I kind of got into stand up a little bit. And um, at the same time, that's when I was doing like, I was like, all right. <clears throat> The whole plan was, I was like, damn, how do I make people come to my shows and watch me do stand-up? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'll just interview some rappers, because I was going to school for that stuff anyway. Mm. So, at the time, I just, boom, I was doing a couple, inter- like, started interviewing the local DJs <clears throat> in Albuquerque. Did that for, like, a like, couple months, and I found out, I was fortunate enough to find, a, like, some homies who wanted to just produce video content, mm-hmm. and they needed, like, a host. So, mm-hmm. I was like, all right, I'll do that. So, we were kind of, like, a little team you could look like this stuff is on youtube it's called v6m and uh, we did like some cool stuff man and through that we eventually 
I like hustle, bro. I used to sneak into like concerts and like email. I used to do this thing where I would email ten record labels a day oh, for whatever sure. shows were coming to Albuquerque. Yeah. And I was just like, I'll um I'll interview like whoever. I'll mm-hmm. interview your the backup like whoever I can interview, I will. And some of them didn't write back and some of them did. Yeah, man. And uh, at the time, also, too, another thing I was doing was uh, Big Sean played, like, a big role in everything for me. Mm-hmm. I was, um, when I was in college, I was part of his street team. Mm-hmm. And so I was just cool with his who his homie Zeno, who's still his, like, right-hand man to this day. And it was right when his first album dropped, I uh, I hit Zeno up, and I was like, yo, man, I'm just... I was rocking with y'all for that. And he had just put out, a, he, had just, he has a song out with Chris Brown at the time, mm-hmm. going up close to number one. And I wasn't with the radio yet. I was doing it by myself. And I hit his homie Zeno. Zeno hit his manager and the Def Jam record label rep when I kind of snuck in to the mm-hmm. radio station. Mm-hmm. He thought I was with the radio station and the radio station thought I was with him. Oh. So nobody threw me out. Yeah, okay. And once I was able to get to Sean, I told him, hey, Zeno said I could, we could do this, and, he, and they ended up doing that. That interview got picked up by the Source magazine, uh, Nah Right, whatever, like, Rap Radar, like those big websites like that. Yeah. And um, that was kind of the one that, like, put me out there as far as, like, a digital correspondent. And Automatic was in Albuquerque at the time, and me and him had just kind of known each other from around the way, from, like, mm-hmm. just, you know, going out, and, you know, he was always a... DJ like the coolest parties mm-hmm. so he was just like I interviewed him and he kind of kept up with me three years later uh, I used to do videography mm-hmm. that's another way I got into the building too was just I would just film yeah and I was following him uh, to Dallas and I told him I was like yo I do stand up too he didn't believe me and it just happened the room we were at the hotel we were at in Dallas they have I don't know what it, what it even is but they have a comedy club connected Mm. So I was able, I was like, no, nah, let's go do it right now. I'll show you. I do, I do stand up. And at the time I wasn't, I was funny. I was entertaining. I didn't yeah. really know how to structure a joke or anything like that, but I was like entertaining. And I went up there and the dudes were like, yeah, it was just like a little open mic night. Mm-hmm. I did like fucking, I did like fucking like five minutes and he was like, oh shit. So when he saw that, um, we went back, he told Dana, Cedric the Entertainer happened to be in town the next weekend. So she told Cedric about me. I went up there and did time with Cedric the Entertainer. No shit. Yeah, Cedric the Entertainer hit on my mom. Wow. And my mom kind of went for it. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck, mom? <laughs> yeah. Um, my mom, it was weird backstage. It was a little, I was like, yo, chill, bro. Yeah. Cedric the Entertainer was over there getting Henny and shit from my mom and stuff. But, uh, yeah. you know, that was cool, <laughs> man. And then, like, flash forward, like, a year later, radio is crazy. Radio always gets shaken up, like, every two years. No matter yeah. where you at, no matter what contract you're in. Anything, bro. Like every two years in radio, there's a shakeup. Yeah. And one of those shakeups happened. Uh, her co-host, he had taken another job somewhere, so she called me up and she was like, "Yo, you want to just sit in?" Dude. So I just I rolled up there, and I at the time I was working a full time. I was working for an ad agency, so like I would be working until like 9 p.m. at night. And mm-hmm. she was like, "You want to come up?" And it, one day turned into like, "We'll come back next week." And then I turned it into like the third week. She was like, "Well, you just come up every day if you want." Damn. But I wasn't getting paid. I was still sneaking into the building. I was on air. Oh, okay. And Dana was just like, you know, it, they was like, I had, they kind of packaged it as I had the show, this comedy show coming up. Uh-huh. And that's how they kind of like finessed it. So, yeah. And then like two months into that, they were just like, yo, uh, it was crazy, dog, in Albuquerque. It was wild. It was like 
little radio wars jumped off and shit. Oh shit! And like all these old dudes, because the station out there, Kiss ninety seven point three, is like the number one station. Uh huh. And at the time, old heads, they were just they like some stuff happened business wise, and they packed up and went to the other station. Like it was crazy. They're like we, they like they tried to screw them over. They left on a Friday afternoon, deleted like all kinds of this gnarly, bro. Shit. But that was that was ended up being the coolest thing because it opened up a night show for me. Mm-hmm. And Dana and them like put me in. They're like they set me up with a dude, and they brought her host back, and they moved me to nights. Mm-hmm. So I had my own night show for like a about eight months. Oh wow! Yeah, and I did my own show, and then her co-host ended up leaving again mm-hmm. to do something else, and then they moved me down to mornings. And as we did mornings for like another maybe like eight months or something like that, it was I know it wasn't a year, and then that's when they called us to move to San Antonio. Oh shit! So y'all were already working together up there? Yeah, we had got and a, y'all moved the show down here. Yeah. Oh wow, that's crazy. Yeah. So how long you been in San Antonio then? Uh, since the end of 2015, like, oh, wow, so like man. the end of 2015. We got that's, out here like November 2015. Well, that's crazy how you just fell into that, you know, like yeah. right place, right time, and then just like, being connected it, there was a and lot shit. of like grinding nights too, man. You know that it's like. It's it's years in the making, and it's crazy for people to be like, oh, so you just started doing this. Yeah. You know, like when I got into radio, at the time, I had been freelancing, like, mm-hmm. you know, and doing my comedy, doing my own freelance thing for sure. Um, Hold on, what? Hold on real fast, because the devil is automatic. Hold <laughs> up. <laughs> All right, we're back. All right. Uh, where were we going? Oh, just like oh, right yeah. place, right time and right, shit. Yeah, and it was like, you know, like I said, there was like a lot of stuff in between that was just like nights of driving up to Denver to do comedy time and get in there to try to do five minutes. Yeah. Driving six hours to be told, oh, yeah, my bad, you're next week. Fuck. You know, like a lot of like just risks and things that we take took to get there. But it like, you know, when I first got into radio, the people in the building were like, oh, who's this guy who just came straight to on air? Mm-hmm. And um, there was... Uh, it was weird. It was very interesting to have people be like, oh, this is new for you. But at the time, to me, I was like, I've been at this for like five years, bro. Yeah. At that time. And now, like, I'm coming up close on like a decade of just trying this whole thing. Yeah, man. So, yeah, it's like, what do they say? It's like uh, 10 years to be like an overnight success or whatever. Yeah. So, motherfuckers like, on That's it. how it looks like to the, on the outside, man. Like, yeah. Like, it just happened to people like, no, nah, man, I've been working at this for fucking years. Yeah, dude. It's, it's like, uh, I, I feel like I haven't even like, I never took like a turn for like stand up until like my like getting better until like last year. Yeah. I felt like I was always like kinda entertaining, but last so year So when did you when did you actually start comedy? When was the first time going up? Oh man, the first time I was going up at the, at the for the people from Albuquerque listening to this. Oh man, I wanna put this on my Instagram. This is funny. This is a funny story. <laughs> um and it's funny, you said you worked at a pizza joint, too? Yeah. That's what my best friend did, man. Uh, Brian McClellan. I don't know if you know him. I don't know Brian, but shout out Albuquerque. to... Albuquerque. I don't know Brian, but shout out to Brian because he worked at a pizza place. And shout out to Old Town Pizza Parlor. That's where I worked when I was in college. And that was the last place I worked because like, that was like the last real job I had. Yeah. That I was like, all right, I need some... It wasn't like hip-hop related. Um, oh, okay. I was working there, and like, I was just kind of becoming too busy, and they were great people. And I had to miss like back to back shifts. Yeah. And uh, but my boss there at the pizza place bailed me out of jail. Damn. When I went dude. to jail, dog. Yeah, I went to jail for like it was like three, like three or four days. Yeah. <laughs> so let me remind you. I don't know if I remind you at the beginning. This this podcast is uncensored. Yeah, dog. It's unedited. <laughs> 
So how the fuck you get in jail? Bro, uh, <laughs> fucking being motherfucking Hispanic, dog. That's why I got a DUI cut. <laughs> I got a DUI, dead ass, no cap. I got a DUI. Dang. And um, I was in college, wilding. I was 20. Uh, man, we were at the party. Yeah. Homegirls like, yo, let's go around the bar, car bar, whoop uh-huh. around the corner. It's me, my homie, like three chicks in the back, like two homies on the like like lapped up, like girls lapped up. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Shit. Like some college wild dumb shit. Yeah. And um, I didn't even drive, bro. We literally got in the car. She's like, yo, let's drive around the corner. Come around the corner of the main street. Whoop 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 whoop. Damn. Got me, bro. And like I was only 20, and at the time my blood alcohol level was at a was at the legal limit. Mm-hmm. And I remember maybe being like, yo, I'm not, like, I'm I'm not intoxicated. But he's like, yo, you're 20. Yeah. And yeah, that changes. So things. for me, that was like that. But like, shout out to that moment. That was my moment. It was either like I'm glad like like motherfuckers have aha moments and they have kids. Yeah, <sighs> I'm glad I went to jail. Yeah, because <laughs> kids are forever. Oh, well, not necessarily. You could, you, could, <laughs> you could bounce. Is that why you moved to San Antonio? Is that why you moved <laughs> <had> to <number 30? laughs> Nah, um, nah, man, nah. But nah, for, it was like kind of like my aha moment. That's and, crazy, um, man. Yeah, bro, it led to like a really kind of like, you know, kind of like digging myself out of like a two-year situation. Yeah. But um, yeah, man, so that's that's kind of like where that took that place. So you've done a little bit of everything, man. Yeah, bro, like I think like, man, the people I'll say, when you go to jail, you ever been in jail? Nah, Nah, man. don't go to jail, dog. It sucks. Don't do, nah. there's a lot of people doing illegal stuff like unaware. Unaware? Like, people, you stuff? go to jail, Jack. People just you could you could just slip up and go to jail for like some dumb stuff, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I almost went to jail. I got uh, handcuffed uh, and detained uh, while I was up in Seattle, and it was some racist shit too. Yo, racist stuff happens, bro. It was hard. Like, well, I was drunk. Okay, I, like, I'm not gonna say it wasn't partly my fault and shit. Uh, I was at a show. I met up with some buddies at a show and shit, and I was hitting every bar on the way down because it was a long walk from my house to the venue. And I was like, oh, let me take my time and go. So by the time I got to the show, I was shit-faced drunk. The band I wanted to see came on, started mixing it up. Next thing I know, I'm sitting on the sidewalk with one shoe on, one contact missing, and handcuffed, and somebody standing on my wrist. I'm like, what the fuck's going on, shit? And uh, my, all my ID said, all st- still said Texas. And they're like, you need to go home. I was like, I'll go home. I'll go home if you let me go. And they're like, no, you need to go back to San Antonio. Oh, nice. I was like, what the fuck? I, was like, I love a good cop line. You can't talk to me like that, man. I'm going to call my lawyer. I don't have a lawyer. My family knows lawyers. It's a fake stunt. That's always it's a good a fake thing. You, you see it work in the movies, he, right? He's like, y'all people don't have lawyers. <laughs> and I was like, fuck, you're right. And, so you, and, at the time you're, and at the time you're cuffed up? Yeah. So you're cuffed up and he hits you with a, your people? Oh, yeah. salty. Yeah. And I mean, they had like a Napoleon complex as well because I'm I'm sitting down on the on the curb and like I, I just barely got to look up to like look at them, you know what I mean? So they were short people uh, already, and then they give me like this whole like Hispanic shit. Like, no, you go back to Texas. Uh, Racism in like the Pacific Northwest is way different, Jack. It sucks. Dude. It's it's like so backhanded. It sucks because everybody's so cool, and then when it finally oh, yeah. comes out and shit, you're like. What? Because I mean, it's like a lot of like that, what happened to you, your people. Like a yeah. lot of like, like, and then even like in Pacific Northwest. One thing I think about like the Pacific Northwest is there's so many white people that they don't know what to do with each other. Yeah, that's like the white utopia still of America. Yeah, and like <laughs> I think it's there's a lot of white guilt, mm. and then so like it's like even like when some people are cool with you, they don't even know they're being racist. 
Because yeah. all they've grown up with is non-Hispanics. Yeah. Or like non-Latinos or non, you know, whatever. Um, yeah, man. And then it freaks them out, too, because like they're like, you're, you're, you're pretty far from Mexico. What are you doing up here? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then they would flip out, like, how come you don't know Spanish? Like, what does it matter? You don't speak Spanish either. Like, why Dude. do I need to know it? <laughs> Uh, It'd be your own people, though, who will hurt you the most with the whole you don't speak Spanish stuff. Like, when I got to San Antonio, bro, I I had, like, culture shock, dog, because, like, people, um, people would, like, Spanish first to me here. Oh, yeah. And I was like, yo, we stopped doing that in New Mexico. Yeah. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, nah, like, yeah. And so, yeah, what? Yeah. People are hella disappointed when they learn we don't know Spanish. (laughs) But uh, have you tried Rosetta Stone? Nah, man. I have have very, um, very... uh, my attention span is shit. My attention <laughs> span is shit. For uh, I got into like level, uh, I got into like level like one, like one A four or whatever it is, like twice, yeah. bro. And I can't. So after that, I usually fall off. But I'm gonna yeah. learn that shit one day. That's what I keep saying too. What's your method to learning it? You, you quit on Rosetta Stone, or you just like you just say it? It don't go past the breath. Yeah. I'm, well, I don't want to learn how to speak it. I just want to understand it and shit. You know, like my wife speaks Spanish. Um, and I could pick it up every now and then if they if they real slow and shit. But if they talk real fast, I'm I'm gone. Like I just don't, I don't get it. You know, I'm a, I'm a shitty Hispanic dude. I, I should learn. It's on me. You're not a shitty Hispanic dog. You know, you're a modern day Hispanic dog. Well, yeah, you're a little different. We're a little different, dog. We're a little more housebroken, bro. That's <laughs> the thing, dog. We're a little bit shit. more like, us, especially us men, dog. We're a little bit more housebroken than our, like the people than the ones before us. Yeah, you know, so. I, like yeah, we just grew up on a little bit more. Um, I don't know how to say it. I don't know. I was raised by like Friends, the sitcom. Yeah, you know, then like Ross and Chandler, like more basically my father figures. So <laughs> I've kind of like oh, that's the worst father figure <laughs> to look up to, man. No, I, if anything, go for like uh, who's the other guy, the player guy, Joey. Yeah, I mean, Joey man. ain't really a player. He's an actor. I don't even know if there's a real player on Friends. I don't know. Well, they had to keep it clean, but you know he was yeah. hooking up with a bunch of different. Friends wasn't strange. clean. It was just. It was like I think it was like female. Friends was very female. I think like written from a female's perspective. Yeah. To sense it was meant to appeal to them. Yeah. And like it's withstand like the test of time. You, mm-hmm. I, I, I rock with friends. Heavy shout out to friends people. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, it was my sister's favorite. My sisters and my mom. That's and stuff, but. <laughs> Every now and then it'll be funny, like if it's on TBS or something on and shit. But uh, but like I I can be ethnic, you know. Like after I watch like a couple of movies or I love Tigres, Los Tigres de Nota. Oh yeah, the band. Yeah, I love that yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It reminds me of my grandma. And it shit. sounds good though. It's like a sense of nostalgia. But dude, if you catch me after watching Blood In Blood Out, you'll get an are, essay. Are you are you are you right like that? <laughs> you get an essay. You get a challenge. No, yeah, bro. I like I watch Gangland documentaries and be like, I come from that. Like yeah, yesterday, right. yeah. Like doing them well, bro. Like I like. Damn. You're like I spent three days in the pen, yeah. bro. <laughs> in my defense, bro, it was three days in like seg in like segregation. Yeah. So it was like twenty three in, one hour out. That was weird shit. Yeah. I had a man steal my uh, my sheets because he thought I wasn't coming back. Damn. So old guy too. It wasn't even a dude who was like. My bad. I'm not yelling because I got headphones on. It wasn't even like a dude who I thought was gonna do that shit. Anyway, yeah. jails were yeah, man. Um, well, it's good that he only stole your sheets and not your 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 manginity. Nah, bro. Hey, <laughs> no, I was in there too long. <laughs> if you're gonna get booty raped, like let's, let's I mean, if we, right, let's back it up. Yeah. That's probably the one thing that men fear most about jail. Mm-hmm. 
Because if it wasn't for the booty rape, I think jail wouldn't even be a bad place to hang out. You know what I'm saying? Get your food, you get your bills, you get your everything taken care of. Yeah. Beds ain't, I've slept on worse beds. Yeah. Um, slept on floors for, yeah, for you, a long time. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you're in a band. I know you slept in some grungy-ass houses before. Yeah. Some nasty places. Yeah. So, like I said, if it, if, it, if, it, if it wasn't for the fact that you might get booty raped, more men would, wouldn't be as afraid of jail. But I think every man should go to jail at least once. Yeah. I'm too old for Joe now. That's that's a kid's thing. Yeah, yeah. no, definitely. Like it, like it. I needed to go get, to like get it done in your youth. I needed to go to know that like, I I don't want to come back here. Like I was wilding. I didn't think I was wilding out. I was wild a little bit, yeah. and I needed to go. And the crazy thing to me though is that like there's some people in there like when you go to jail you see like oh this fool's comfortable here. Yeah, I wasn't comfortable there. Like the COs and the way people talk to you and stuff. I'm like nah, 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 nah I, don't, I don't belong in here. Hold up. Yeah. And but there's some people who like I get why they need that structure. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, jail's interesting. I don't know why we're talking about jail so much. Yeah, we've been on jail for a long time. <laughs> uh, so, well, well, you did this thing. You're still you're bringing it back, that scum stash. Oh, yeah, man, the scum stash. Oh, the scum stash of masculinity. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so I've been to that a bit. You, 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 <laughs> the about, people go back on the Instagram scum and do, like, the search on the, the scum stash, the introduction of the scum stash. <laughs> uh, but get deeper into it, because I really don't understand. Listen, you don't got to get deep into the scum stash. The scum, the scum stash gets deep into you, oh, okay? Shit. <laughs> All right? That's what it is, man. And for me, it was a matter of um, my barber being like, you're not downfall. And, you know... Anytime you get hit with one of those, bro, I'm Latino, dog. I know I don't talk like it, but I'm like, fucking yes, I am, dog. Let's run it, bro. And uh, I don't know. I'm I'm single as hell, bro, like right now. Like, yeah. I am, like, I don't have a woman that, like, will give me a problem thing, right? Mm-hmm. So I was like, I ain't, all right, what's more single than a rat tail? A rat tail and a mustache? I just turn into, like, the, I turn into, like, a Mexican Joe Dirt in, like, a matter of a shave, shave. Yeah. It's nasty. Yeah. But my homies. So you're you're well aware how nasty. Oh, it is. dude, fully okay. aware, fully aware of how gross it is. Yeah. And if you own it, it's not that big big, big of a deal. But like, you're like, dude's rocking a rat that's, tail. Yeah, the rat tail, like it don't it punches you in the face at this point now. Now yeah. it's like more of a I don't know. I, I'm not saying I'm doing it for the jokes, but uh, it, I'll say it's a cultural experiment at this point too. But I'll, the reason I call it the scum stash of masculinity. Is because I feel like my homies in relationships, I know my homies in relationships couldn't grow a mustache because that girl won't let them. Yeah. And if I'm here to say, look, homie, you could grow that mustache, dog. You could grow that mustache. You could go to the gym without her. You know what I'm saying? You could, you could, tonight's your Netflix choice night, okay? That's what this mustache represents, bro. You know what I'm saying? When she says, I don't know where I want to eat or ah, I don't know. Yeah. Think of this mustache. This mustache know where to go. This mustache is going to get some asada tacos yeah. right now. So that's what it's about. I, my homies salute it. They see it. Who hurts you? <laughs> you have this attitude like, fuck y'all. I'm going to do what I want. Oh, man, I dropped my What's microphone. your name, bro? Oh, man, who hurt me? Uh, uh, <laughs> nah, um, it, nah. It I'm was just... <laughs> them. It's multiple. No, uh, no, I get that, man. Yeah, no, for real. I, I could open up about that too, dog. Hell yeah, I been hurt, bro. Hell yeah, these bitches ain't shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I didn't. It's a Chris Brown told me and Snoop Dogg told us in '94. These hoes ain't nothing. Yeah, but yeah, no, nah, dog. I'd have been uh, broken up with, but not nah, that, that. Ain't this? I think um, for me, it's like yeah, for real though. I just want to. I'm coming out with a, a stand-up comedy EP mm. called The Rat's Tale. 
and like your own EP. Yeah, I'm gonna do my own joint. Oh, okay, man. Yeah, I wanted to talk to you about something like that, dude. We'll talk about it offline because oh, sure. I don't want nobody to steal it and shit. <laughs> but I, I think it's it's my idea, but I think you'll be better off to run with it. Uh, but we'll talk about it off 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 mic. Uh, but yeah, man, it, it's cool, man. Like, but you 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 do seem like you do it for the comedy and stuff, but you also seem like you actually stand by it. You know, like oh, yeah, you're like. Dog. I'm walking the walk because you can't. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, I don't want to like, yeah, bro. Like I, I really is, is a cool ass thing. And I know that that's like when I did it, I really wasn't planning on holding it for that long. But just when it happened, um, all my homies were like, yo, that's dope. And every yeah. single broad that follows me, just, I saw hella like sexist now and stuff like look, listen this, this is the scum stash talking bro this ain't me i respect yeah. women i was raised on friends yeah. i love women and i love to appreciate women but once this mustache get going these bras gotta understand yeah <laughs> it's like you're the mask man <laughs> exactly you, you, it took over on you and i feel like also too now that i'm learning is the mustache has kind of got a bad rep thanks to like pornography and pedophiles yeah and here like what it is is the best representative of the mustache is who Michael Jordan, who has a good mustache? Nah, he did that Nazi mustache. He yeah, did that's that. what, but like he's like yeah. a stellar man. That's what I mean. Like the Nazi mustaches, mustaches just get a bad rep, and I'm trying to fix that. Yeah, by being just a nice guy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. With a mustache. I gotta keep a little dirt on one time because I, I I used to like. <laughs> Why you gotta call it dirt, dog? Because I can't grow shit. That, that's 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 how people know I'm Mexican is because I can't grow out this fucking. I get the side the Mexies. The Mexi hair that goes on, like, like what was the? No, uh, those are Speedy golden Gonzalez? grains of just pure ethnicity. That's what those are. Now you gotta start to learn to appreciate. What was that. Speedy Gonzalez's cousin's name? I don't even. I don't even know but he all, had. All he had I was the two. Even, the two sides. Was it Pepe? Probably. I didn't even know Speedy Gonzalez had a cousin, bro. Yeah, all Mexican Mexicans, dude. They run deep, bro. <laughs> um, but not so. I I would I would let it grow out for a little bit and stuff. And one one morning I. I I unbalanced the trim and shit, so I was like, oh, fuck it, I'll just shave the whole thing off. And I get, get out of the shower, my wife's like, ugh, <laughs> why do you have so much face? I was like, are you seriously telling me nah, that? You look like a JV guard. So now I, I had to like keep a little bit on there. I got to hide some of it and shit. <laughs> All right, that's what's up. Uh, that's cool, man. So uh, Don't be insecure about it, dog. What? But you're non, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, when you got that uh, scuff, like, when you, when you go baby face, bro. Yeah. And now, dude, I'm getting fucking gray hairs in my beard. Oh, fuck. How's that? It's it's sad. Fuck. It's sad. You're not even fucking, that's funny. That's a funny bit. You're not even, like, <laughs> prepping about it, bro. I'm scared of that shit. Yeah. I got one, I had one gray it hair. It just happened, I man. found one gray hair in a, when I was uh, shopping with my ex, and she called me out on it in Forever 21. That's a, She hurt me. That oh, shit hurt. Yeah. <laughs> and, um... Yeah, nah, damn, right, damn, you found a gray hair? Yeah, uh, I mean, I got uh, gray hairs on my head, but I shaved my head, so I mean, I I could like erase it away and shit. <laughs> uh, but they, like, and I don't even—it's not even thick enough to do like the just for men shit. Like, I, I got to do like uh, the, the sharpies and shit. It's embarrassing. I'm not—I I don't even feel that old, but I guess my face is telling me different. Uh, <laughs> That's funny, dog. So, dude, I, I was listening to y'all all the way back. There's two things I want to talk about the show from today. Uh, from the Dana Cortez show. Is this true? You don't allow your mom to be on social media? Facts. Facts. I, um, yeah, I made my, when, like, when I first got a Facebook, I was like, holy shit. If my mom was to get into this, 
I'm going to have to explain to her how the internet works. Like, for <laughs> real, for real. Like, my mom come from a generation of internet. Like, they paid, just use it to pay bills at the most. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You remember that yeah. phase of the internet? There was, like, AOL chat rooms. My mom wasn't into that shit. Yeah. But she was, like, she used it to pay bills, and she used it to do this and, like, certain things. But when social media came around, I was just like, nah, man, it's weird. My mom's on this thing. And, like, I was, like, people, like, I was born into the social media stuff. Yeah. So I just remember, my mom didn't really know what it was. So I just told her, I was like, yo, just don't ever get it. And she doesn't, she, I, I don't think she wants it now. Yeah. She tells me now, she's like, I don't want to get involved in it because she sees, it, she sees it messing up her friends. Yeah. The problem isn't like, I don't, I, do you consider yourself a millennial? I don't know. You don't know yet, right? You in the middle, I, right? You like I a, think I missed the cutoff. I'm 35, 36. Yeah, so you're in that middle, like, you're in that millen Gen X situation. I'm over, yeah. All right, but you remember the dial-up phone. You remember like pagers, and oh, you remember yeah. like the progression of all that stuff. Yeah, and uh, like you know, my mom's generation, she's she's a Gen Xer like to the fullest. To like, they weren't around for all that. Like, it's a foreign thing to her. So yeah, yeah. But no, I make my mom promise, and so far I think it's the best thing for our uh, mother-son relationship because funny, my friends, man. like, what do you? All right. Like, if you start dating a girl and her mom sends you a friend request on Facebook, like, Kathy, I know, like, I had an auntie, I had an auntie one time get mad at me for three months because I didn't write her back on a Facebook comment because <laughs> she tried saying that we shouldn't legalize weed and all my friends started cutting her up. And I'm like, you know what, Aunt Margie, you're on your fucking own. Yeah. And I didn't comment back. And she was real mad at me in real life at real yeah. Thanksgiving talking about, oh, you don't comment on my Facebook post. And I'm like, yeah. I, was like I ain't got time for you. So, yeah, nah, my mom... My mom's off Facebook. It does. It, it does make it weird, like when like your your parents or your uh, aunts or uncles, because you know how Facebook. I don't know if you could if it still does it, but like you can see if they like something or if they comment on something. Yeah. So I have a relative. Okay. That commented on a, a female exercise video, and so I was like, okay, I wonder what oh, this that's is. Interesting, right? It's and creeping. So, and so his comment was. How do I save this to my phone? <laughs> <laughs> and now every time I see him, that's the only thing that's I can think funny, about, man. Because he don't know that everybody saw that comment. All right, so yeah, he doesn't to, know. Oh. He doesn't know how it works, bro. Zuckerberg didn't design it with him in mind. Yeah, my my no older brother's a creep on Facebook straight up, bro. Yeah. Straight up. My brother's a creep on Facebook. He'd be like that dude. Thanks for the ad. Like, yeah. That's my brother, too. So that's funny. You got a creepy cousin on Facebook. No, it's an uncle. Oh, a creepy uncle? Which makes it even yeah. worse. Oh, I mean, that's what I mean, though. It's like, they don't, they but, don't like, understand. they don't know. I don't want my mom out here like that. Yeah. I'm trying to protect her. What did Drake say? I'm not hiding my mom from the, I'm not hiding my mom from the timeline. I'm hiding the timeline from my mom or whatever. <laughs> I'm saying I'm trying to make sure that they don't get it messed, messed up like that. Yeah. Uh, another thing I really like from the show, I think I'm not the only one, is a fucking down in the DMs, dude. What a, psh, oh, messy, bro. People are messy, dog. Mess. How? How? Because the one from today, I don't know. I mean, I, I, the one. On Ask the what you home, want, dog. Get it off, bro. What's up? We here for everything. Well, that one where she was like giving y'all a hard time before you ever made the call and shit. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was like, "Are you gonna fucking do it or not? Are you gonna fucking help me out or not?" We're like, "Whoa, man." People, yeah, nah. We had to get hot, and sometimes um, you got. It's a weird thing, bro. You're about to break up a situation, so people are emotional. Do you like? To get to that point, so we're like, all right, I, I got to get this confirmation that this person yeah. cheated. And usually, like, that lady, I, now I remember what you're talking about. That lady was, when people, like, usually get that mad, it's because they already kind of know yeah. that, like, it's going. This is, this confirmation is going to be out there. And people usually get a little flustered once it's, like, game time. 
Yeah. So, yeah, bro. And I don't know if it was you or Otto that said, like, man, if you're talking to us like this, I already know that, like, why your your voice cheated on you and shit. Oh man, I was probably that sounds like that sounds like me, but it might be him. Who knows, bro? We equally like we equal but assholes. Dude, <laughs> those are crazy. Like, I I get nervous about that. Like, oh shit, what's gonna happen and shit? It's intense. What's the worst that happened from that? Like, uh, what's the standout one? Like people, like people, not specifically a certain one, but people's. Um, I guess one time we kind of uh, people follow up. And they 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 it feel it's awkward because they feel like you owe them, like oh, like yeah. owe them more than what your your job is to do. And sometimes I, I if you ever notice I'm usually not the I don't like to be in people's business like that just regularly. Yeah. So you know when you alter somebody's life like ruining catching somebody. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like the homies. Like you're a part like of I've had, we've had homies who are like, all right, we're gonna ride you up to where y'all at. Like you gonna <laughs> you gonna be this and like off air and shit like that. So. That's interesting, and um, that's probably like most of all. That's like the craziest stuff that like you when people are like it lingers now yeah. with social media. It's like we're always attached. So we've had to like I've had to block some people and stuff like that. Damn. But um, yeah, those usually kind of just you just see where those go. Yeah. But, yeah, but people love that shit, man. Like it's well, so that's, entertaining. That's like we like of the people's love lives. Like has a single guy. I'll tell you this. Like. Like women in relationships, like married women or just women who've been in relationships, their favorite thing to do is try to set you up with a friend. Uh-huh. For some reason, I think we as human beings, as creatures, are fascinated with other people's love interests. That's a little bit different than our. I don't know why. Like, yeah, people are like, like this whole like Kim and like Khloe Kardashian situation, right? People are like infatuated with it, mm-hmm. and I just think as humans, we're interested in it because that's what, like, a lot of times, like, pornography leads technology. Mm-hmm. Like what porn would be the first place to do a lot of things, and it's like the same thing with uh, Facebook, yeah. And like the relationship status, it's like it kind of centers around stuff like that. Like why do why are we so fascinated with other people's love lives? I don't fucking know, but yeah, or other people's lives in general. I mean, we, we, we want to know their drama, exactly. And I hate it. Like I'll catch myself on a fucking like it does. This doesn't concern me. And I'm going down the rabbit hole and shit. Bro. It's entertaining. You know what's, um, it wasn't a DM, but the cra- one of the most interesting, funniest things to us was for the MLK, was for the ML M- San Antonio, for those who don't know, San Antonio has the biggest MLK march in the country. Yeah. It's one of the funnest things I love doing in San Antonio. It's so cool. Yeah. And we were set up out there, and we had a listener come up, and it was this dude who he confessed to us one day. We do a segment, One Confession Wednesday. Call up, confess, whatever you want. Homie <clears throat> comes up and goes, yo, man, I'm the dude with the wife, the side chick, and the other girlfriend. What? And I was like, what the fuck? Why are you saying that out loud? Like, if I was you, I would not be saying that, bro. Yeah. And he was pumped. And he was like, yo, y'all played that. And my boy's laughing. And like, I was like, damn, that's crazy, dog. You're, how do you have time? to yeah. do that i don't have time to get through the day like I, how do you have time for three girlfriends yeah i don't understand that's like a full-time job of cheating bro time and money because it ain't cheap oh no, it's not cheap because like cheap. the irony of cheating bro is as you end up cheating you're treating your side chick better than your main girl yeah and now it's like because you got to keep her satisfied because at any moment the side chick gonna blow your whole spot up mm-hmm. and they just don't make loyal side chicks anymore mm-hmm. at all like my dad used to talk about it but i don't know yeah, yeah. Uh, so cool, man. So you were talking earlier that you have a a, a podcast. You're, you're gonna start your own yeah, podcast. Yeah. Uh, well, What's up with that? Um, when's this coming? When, we, when you put this out, like real time? When you put this out? 
I'm going to put it up tonight. Damn, yeah. see Pat moving in real time. All right, so, yeah, it's going to be called Random Thoughts with Random, uh, Random Thoughts with Random People. Mm-hmm. And um, in this pursuit of, like, trying to just, uh, you know, my ultimate goal is to, like, be, like, a Jimmy Kimmel situation. Yeah. And uh, I just want to make sure I don't box myself in by only interviewing rappers. So the podcast is launching, and this is going to be uh, 45-minute conversations with people who I deem interesting in yeah. general. And it's like, you know, we uh, so far I think I've sat down with Bobby Lee, sat down with Jerry Garcia, Chingo, uh, some rappers, my homies Trill Sammy, Dice Soho, uh, Pilo. And then, like, I also got, like, some city councilmen that we're going to put on there, too. And so it's just, like, a broad stroke of people that I just find interesting that can hold a conversation. Like, I love this, like, podcast movement that's going on right now because I just love to talk. So I like to find different people. I don't like to box myself into, like, Mm -hmm. just rappers or comics. Mm -hmm. Even though that's all it is right now, like, we'll have some other things. So, yeah, so that's going to be coming out, Random Thoughts of Random People. And uh, that's going to be, like, our audio, my audio flight for that, so... When are you gonna launch that one? Uh, I'm looking. Are you gonna put a date on it, man? We're we gonna do it. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna put this out in the universe, and you're gonna hold me to this. So I'm gonna drop my first podcast episode April first. April first. April first. Random thoughts of random people is gonna be my first podcast episode. I'm gonna drop it, cool. and then we're gonna put them out weekly after that, or monthly. I don't know. We'll like bi-weekly. How about that? Cool. Bi-weekly. Yeah. It's just content. You gotta keep putting the content, content. out there. And but stuff. like with the Dana Cortez show, I'm fortunate enough to be able to like generate content from that too. So Yeah. Yeah. So you're busy, man. You're a busy guy. Yeah, like, no, it's it's like a dream situation, bro. Like the bag ain't there yet, but it's getting there. And yeah. um like I gotta like you know, I'm I'm in a I'm in a fortunate position in two places, in like stand up and in like uh on on radio. A lot of people who do what I, like who do a lot of things to be where I'm at. So you got to stay moving because that chair. Yeah. There's only one person who could be in that chair. One person who could be behind that mic. So yeah. just try to stay moving, man, and grow on the platform. I, uh, I feel like we're rapping. Are we rapping? No, nah, I was just about to say because uh, I'm trying to start a segment where we talk about news and shit. What you want to talk about, dog? I'm here but, having uh, so much fun. What's up? But I like to keep it under an hour and shit. So uh, any shout outs? Anything you got going on? Plugs? How can people find you? And shit? Uh, very simple, man. Uh, at Anthony A four hundred on Instagram, Twitter, um, and then of course, you know what I'm saying, the big dog, the Dana Cortez show, nationally syndicated Dana Cortez show. Shout out to the mouse. Um and you that we on air in Portland, we on air in Santa Maria, Santa Barbara, California. Um if you out there listen to the stations, iHeart, the app, mm-hmm. uh Dana Cortez show podcast. We're gonna start dropping those by the beginning of March. Okay, yeah. So we got the podcast, but listen to Dana Cortez show and keep with me on Instagram and then come to the comedy show, bro. If you all want to come to the comedy show, yeah, we man. do it. We do it on the mic, behind the mic, on the stage, everywhere, on the timeline. Just trying to like, you know, grow the listeners and grow the laughs. That's all we yeah. try to do. And that's, that's, that's what I do with the, um, the Baba Cole Core uh, page on Instagram. Uh, like I'll just repost like anything, any shows you got going on and stuff. Hey, love. Like, that was the purpose of this, man. I, I'm trying to like uh, support, you know local artist yeah uh and continue that and stuff and that's a dope thing man is everyone if everyone's contributing their uh networks together no matter the amount of followers or not the amount of followers like whatever it is like if you share that's cool like that's dope keep doing that that's dope as yeah. fuck 
Uh, well, this was cool, man. I appreciate you coming in. I really do. Uh, we'll talk off mic because I need some some assistance with, uh, you know, the podcast and other things that get going on. Uh, well, we'll, we'll do this news next time. Maybe I'll find some new segments and stuff. This is really just a. Uh, I was ready. To, I was ready to answer some news things, but if you know what I'm saying, you, we could go through. If it, you want to break it up, we could, if you want to break up, we could break up. Uh, it's just it's just silly stories. I mean, they're nothing too serious and shit. Like I'm not gonna talk about the guy from Empire. We're gonna talk oh, about Justin, that. that's not serious, dog. That's not serious. The motherfucker lied, bro. He's yeah, but, but but do you, what if it was like art? No. Like what if he set no. it up as like an art no. thing? I know it's fucked up because nah, he's trying Jack. to do this whole like mega thing yeah, and like nah. all that stuff. Um, it's uh you can't you he's he's no better than our 45th president because you're playing into people's fears. Yeah. That's not cool, dog. Like yeah. legitimately there's real people who are Real people, the members of the LGBTQA, whatever community is now, I forget the last one. Mm-hmm. But there's really people going through real things, and there's yeah. real African Americans going through real things. Yeah. And to play on that for like publicity, you got to go to jail, bro. That's yeah, a false yeah, police report. He, you got to go to jail. They're saying like three years and stuff. Yeah, you got to go to jail, and he got to go to jail to to show to people that like you can't do this. Yeah. Especially in the world of like social media, a lot of things fake. Yeah. A lot of things are stunts. And you can't take it this far. We gotta have a line, and and that. But that's the thing. A lot of things are fake. A lot of things are yeah, set but up. But you stuff. can't. We got. We we as society have to have a line. Yeah. And uh, you know what? He can recover from this, but he has to do his time. Yeah. You gotta do the. You gotta do. You know what I'm saying? You gotta yeah. do it. But you can recover if he if he goes about it in an honest way and says, "Look, I was getting written off." Uh, and this is this is off the information we know now. Mm-hmm. But if you're asking me at this current moment on whatever day it is today, uh, the Nigerian brothers are like, listen, here's the truth. Yeah. And from the evidence we've seen and them dudes buying the mask and them guys, their story actually kind of coming up to be more true. Yeah. And him hiring defense lawyers. Uh, bruh, if, <laughs> if this is real, yeah, you got to do the crime. You got to do the time. Like the real ass, like three years. I think yeah. that's fair. I, I think that's yeah. fair. Like, I'm sorry, but you got to be made an example of. Yeah. yeah, and it's it's ruined. Like it's, it'll ruin him. Like nobody's gonna believe him and shit. Like, but like you, dude's, but, dude's fucking ruined. But you could, if you do the time, if you go to jail and do the time that you should do, mm-hmm. it's gonna allow people to say, okay, I made a mistake. Three years from now, he's an actor. He's not an athlete. He's not gonna lose prime acting years. Like, yeah. I did this. It was a mistake. I did my time. Be an advocate for you know. Stop chasing clout. Mm-hmm. Like that's a real problem. And, you know, kids are doing it every single day on a different scale. Mm-hmm. That's why you have all these weird-ass challenges and people jumping out their car and running into things to do stuff. And, like, so stupid, you got to like stop the, chasing The bird box challenge and shit. Like, all that stuff. People just trying to get, like, go viral and shit, trying to be in the that's, news. And that's like, if you do this, if people learn from this situation that like, we have a line in society where you can't fake police reports, yeah. then, yeah, I feel like people are going to, um, yeah, that's what needs to be done. But I think he can recover. He can. Yeah. He can. And plus, like, with the whole thing, like, people only look at the snippets of it, like, the little small, small piece of it. Like, the whole thing would happen with the, the Native American and the, it, the kid with the... What's that? Yeah, no, that's interesting, yeah. Like, people got so fucking mad about that little piece where it looked like he was being a little smug little piece of shit. But when you look at the whole context, you do the whole contents and stuff, they approached him. You know, they approached yeah. the kid. You and know. like you know, they say, they said that the uh, the veteran wanted to get in. Well, the thing is that went unnoticed in the early stages of it was the black Israelites. 
yeah. who kind of were the ones saying the more vulgar things yeah. to the boys, right? Yeah. And that's the part that's like, if you wanna if you wanna say it's like, oh, left side, right side of people, whatever, we whatever side you're on tend to look over we kind of want to look into the bias story that we want to believe for ourselves. Mm-hmm. So people mm-hmm. are like, oh, what? You see the smirking boy mm-hmm. with the MAGA hat. It looked bad. It looked really it bad. Look bad. Everyone jumped over that. So, And, like, now they're saying, well, he's suing the Washington Post. Yeah. So if he wins that, then that may be another, like, thing that has to happen in order for us, in order for these publications and these Instagram accounts now yeah. to understand that you got a little bit more responsibility. Yeah, so, I, I hope that he does win that. I hope like that, that court like goes in his favor and stuff because that's what the Washington Post is supposed to do. Like any news source, yeah. they're supposed to dig into the story and get the full story. And, and also the thing like you can look at that too is like one thing that's good about that situation that came about it. There was no violence. Yeah, and that's fine. That's American. If you ask yeah. me, yeah. that's American because there was no no punches thrown, just people expressing their beliefs. And even though we don't agree with each other, like you know, but uh, I. Like yeah, it, it, it's interesting to me. Like, it's interesting to me that I mean, like, grown ass people can look at one photo and instantly hate a kid, a sixteen year old kid. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was. And then go into like the whole like verbally attacking him, like, oh, this guy needs to be punched in the face. Like, yeah, any, anybody with the red hat needs to be punched yeah. in the face. Blah blah blah. Now, depending on the tone you say that, if it's a joke, I'm I'm here for the jokes. I'm here. I'm always here for jokes. So I'm here for memes. I'm here for jokes. Twenty four. Yeah. Like, if you're gonna, the boy know what you did when you stepped up. You stepped yeah. up, and yet that was a, at that moment you're like, all right, this is gonna be big. So yeah, the internet gonna come for you. Yeah. All the good and all the bad. In his head, he's thinking, oh man, my homie's gonna love this. Yeah. So you're gonna open yourself up to that. You gotta open yourself up to these jokes. Yeah. But, yeah. That's that. That's how I felt about that too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, cool, man. Uh, thanks again uh, for coming on. I really appreciate it, man. Uh, big fan of you. Big fan of the show. Love. And I enjoy what you Dog. do with these these uh these events that you have, especially what you got going on at Jokesters Twenty Two. Man, we got another one coming up soon out there. And uh, dog, you got I'm, anytime you need another guest or a fill in over there, holler at me, bro. I'll come talk. For sure, we get man. into more of the new stuff and whatever you want. But I rock with you. And if you and if you listening at this point too, I really fuck with you. I really fuck with you heavy. I appreciate yeah. you, Anthony A Four Hundred on everything. All right, man. Uh, we'll see y'all later. See you next week. Bye.